Hey, what's going on guys? Talkner City here, back for another episode of the TNC podcast. It's currently 20 past one in the morning. I've just finished editing this podcast and I wanted to put this at the start of the video. Um, this episode is with the EDP's David Freezer. David Freezer is, is a Norfolk boy, Norwich City fan all his life. Some great stories um, from his times being a, a journalist at the EDP and he, of course he still is a journalist at the EDP in the Pinkin. Um, but this is a really great episode so I hope you guys enjoy it. And also a massive thank you to freetreats.co.uk, our sponsor. Um, I don't endorse crap websites. These are the top dogs um, run by a Norwich City fan as well. So go over and sign up. Links in the description. When you sign up, all you have to put is your email address and your name in and that uh, you can be in with the chance of winning free treats every single day. Go and check the website out. Sign up with the link in the description. And uh, yeah, enjoy. See you later. Hey, what's going on, guys? Talk City here, back for another week of the TNC podcast, 17 episodes down, and this week we've brought to the table Mr. David Freezer. Hello. Give me one of them, mate. Hey, good to see you. Hey, good to have you along. You are now the third Archant member to join us on the podcast. We love a bit of Archant here at TNC, don't we? We do love You, you pay so much that you just keep bringing us in. Well, well it's exactly. gonna be, I don't think we're going to have any more of the fees you guys charge. <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> we might have dropped the sponsorship deal. Yeah. And of course, we are sponsored by freetreats.co.uk. You've got a selection of fine <laughs> treats that you're offering here. David, uh, Thornton's, Jaffa Cakes, Lint. I do like a Lint. Do you? Might have one when like, one of you is raging about yeah. it. Yeah. Hazelnut. Ooh, what flavour is that? Maybe white? Pure gold. Got the classic as well. We were told off last week, Chris, for talking too, too much about free treats. About, no, non-footballing things. Football. Football. People like to hear well, about football. A football little bit, don't you? Yeah. I, thought su- I thought talking about suits was quite kind of interesting. Some people liked it. Yeah, Some okay. people didn't. Anyway, um, David, for the people who don't know you, what do you do? What do who I are do? Who are you? I am David Freezer. I am Norfolk boy, Norwich fan, um, grown up. And uh, yeah, I work for the Eastern Daily Press as one of the Norwich City writers, but I also do some of the local stuff. So yeah, I'm... Uh, You're I'm, all round, aren't you? Yeah, a bit of an all-rounder. I'm not, I'm not your Paddy Davitt. I don't get to do Norwich all the time. I get. I, I do a bit of tennis and a bit of rugby. I, do, I really like my rugby, so I quite like that about my job. Yeah. Do you do cricket? I do a bit of cricket, but I'm not a huge cricket fan. To be oh, okay, I'm with you. You're not a massive cricket fan, are you, Chris? Either. Cricket's a great sport. <laughs> um, so, how? First of all, a lot of, we've got a lot of younger people watching who maybe want to get into the same industry as you. How did you get into it? Cool. Um, what's the journey been like? It's a, it's hard work because there's a lot of people that want to be a sports journalist, yeah. and mm. uh, there are a lot of courses at universities now which are offering sports journalism mm. degrees without necessarily being the jobs there while the newspaper industry has been in decline. So I um, I did a sports journalism degree at Staffordshire Union Stoke, and then I, I'd done quite a bit of work experience at the EDP, so I knew right. I knew the guys, I knew Michael, I knew Paddy, um, Chris Lakey, who's now our sports editor, and uh, I they didn't have a job for me, because at the time the EDP was kind of still in newspaper glory days yeah. um, so they, they generally didn't hire particularly young people but now newsrooms with the, with the internet have become a lot mm. younger places I was going to say what's the switch been like from traditional print to more digital for me it's been good I think my timing on it was quite fortunate in that I was the right generation yeah. I, I mean I started a, a podcast of my, my own I, I started the Pinkin podcast um, in, at uni that's that was ahead of the game that's we're 10 years behind <laughs> he's on it so uh, that uh, basically got me my degree because it went well I, like, I had Darren Huckabee saying this is Darren Huckabee you're listening to the Norwich City blah 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 so, nice um, but I had to to get a job I literally just did you know 20 a3 brown envelopes put my CV cuttings things like that sent it to 20 different papers around the country got one at the Scunthorpe Telegraph nice Scunthorpe Telegraph were you you covering Scunthorpe there I did for two and a half years with Gary Hooper um, Henry Lansbury um, when Nigel Adkins got them up through the League One playoffs Lansbury's a player what year was that then when you were at the Scunthorpe Telegraph that was 2008 to 2010 and then I got the job back here 2010. So that wasn't the season we beat Scunthorpe six 0 towards the end. No, that, that was, was uh, the season was before. League one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that was in the championship, wasn't it? The season we went no, up. That was the league one. That that was when I'd come back here though. That oh, was okay. Scunny, Scunny had survived in the championship for a year, but then I left. Right, so. you left um, a good time. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> any any good stories from your time at Hartshorn? I know we've had we've had Bailey on, we've had we've had Clarkie on. They've had a few stories. Can you stitch to tell. them up, please? 
Can you reveal an exclusive? Well, there's many things I could tell you about Michael Bailey. Uh, but, Good. Go uh, on. Go on. Actually, I was just reminded of one when I was talking about Scunny. Oh, right. Um, which involves Gary Hooper and Henry Lansbury. And when uh, Hooper was already at Scunny because he was a permanent player, scoring a lot of, lot of goals, yeah. they signed Henry Lansbury on loan from Arsenal, and he was still a really young lad, 18, um, hadn't done the Dougie in, in public or anything by that point. <laughs> and um, Lansbury came out of his media interviews um, and said, uh, has, anyone, has anyone seen Gary Hooper? No, uh, not 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 seen him. No, no, no. and uh, oh, right, okay. And then he disappeared off. And then Gary Hooper puts his head around the bottom of the stairs. They nicked his car, <laughs> parked it. His BM, new BMW that he just got for when he signed at Scunny from right. one side of the stadium right to the other side <laughs> behind some trees. So Henry Lansbury's running round the park looking for his car. It's, it's strange that Hooper because Hooper never really seemed like he had much about him really, did he? So it's always mm. interesting to hear sort of the behind the scenes. Ba- I think he's got some basic bands. But basic nothing, but nothing more than that. Very basic. He said sausage rolls once in an interview, didn't he? Instead of goals. <laughs> I can't remember that one. I think Michael followed up with it and said, So Gary, why is this about sausage rolls? Do you get, do you get rewarded with sausage rolls? Like, no, mate, I meant goals. Right. Um, any horror stories? Because, you know, on the surface it looks a glory, a, the, the job of dreams. Any, any stories you look back on and think, Oh God, why did I say that? There's, there's definitely times when you're really, really cold and you think, what? Like, everyone oh, thinks it's glamorous, don't they? And you, you're stood in, like, tunnels and you get wet and cold and you just think, why, why am I doing this? Uh, nightmare stories. Cameron Jerome swore at me once. Did he? Did he? Yeah. He, he's a lovely, lovely man. Yeah. But he swore at me at Wembley in a... Uh, what, like, in a aggressive really manner? No, no, during no, the celebrations, no. was it too aggressive? Uh, David, yeah, did you, did sort you of. Yeah, he said, put your shirt back on. Can I swear on this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I can't swear, <laughs> can't swear normally. Uh, well, this, that's helpful for this story, isn't it? Go for um, it. He, uh, after Wembley, everyone's on a high, and yeah. um, me trying to be the proper journalist that I am, asking proper questions, said, um, after, after getting through all the nice stuff, I was like, so Cam, you scored 21 goals this year. Uh, clearly, you'll go back to the Premier League full of confidence, won't you? Um, because you, your last season didn't go that well with Palace, did you? He didn't oh. score a goal, did he? And you're like, nah, man, that's bullshit. <laughs> Oh, right, <laughs> and uh, but then he went on to, uh, as he does speak very well, and said, uh, you know, Love it's not him. just about goals; it's about what you bring to the team. Particularly True. in the Premier League, there's a lot of hard work for a centre forward. So, um, I was weirdly sort of proud of that because yeah. I, think, I think I asked a, a good question because you bought the you bought the emotion out of him. Yeah, you don't want to. You want a good day. I mean, I'm not an experienced journalist, but for me, the worst thing possible would be indifference. You want someone to give an emotion, whether it's a bad emotion yeah. or a very, very happy emotion. So, good on you. What I love is when, they, love when someone goes, oh, that's a good question, and they can't think of an answer. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> that's Michael McGovern. Uh, after the pre-season game last year, I said, um, so can you can you tell me uh, what sort of keeper you are? What, what are your strengths? And he's like, uh, not very good. Oh, this is it all, doesn't it? All right, let's move in into the news of the week. And when, whenever I'm writing this agenda, or whatever you want to call it, um, on a Monday, because this is when we film, it's always tough to think a week back because so much goes on in a week. Um, normally, you were saying before, normally this is the quiet period in the year when you get a little bit of rest. You're working 50, 60 hour mm. weeks. It's been very, very busy start to the summer, yeah. Um, four signings already. Um, I did a piece in the paper last week showing how much business Norwich have done in and out compared yeah. to the rest of the championship. And there's only... Um, I think it was Bolton and Barnsley who have done more, but Bolton are under a transfer embargo, so there's a lot of freeze mm, in and outs okay. there. So, yeah, it has been busy. With all the, with Ebu Adams going out on loan today, I think that's now 12 players out. And really? Four players in. So, so we've got another, what did... I think we predicted, was it 16? No, it's, I think it's 15. I think Stuart 15. said 15, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. You're looking at at least that, aren't you? It could, could, mm. could get to 20. Do you, do you worry that it, it, it could be too much at once? To a certain extent, but equally, fans have been calling for this, haven't they? The club have listened, and they mm. the, that that squad was completely stagnant. So, okay, if it doesn't work straight away, I think the club deserve and will get some patience. Yeah, I think fans will appreciate that this isn't well. It's unlikely to just happen overnight, is yeah. it? And if you know, Stuart Webber made the point that Huddersfield start of last season. It wasn't going well for them. They mm. were their fans were saying, "What's all this tippy tappy football under uh, David Wagner?" Yeah. And now they're in the Premier League, so that patience is going. I to mean, be ideally, if we're pushing for <coughs> if we're pushing for playoffs next season, you're going to be thinking we're doing well, considering ripping out most of the team. Mm, definitely, but it needs to happen, Jack. 
There's no, there's no middle ground. It needs to change. I mean, this is this is a question I've asked all of our guests because I think it, Michael said it perfectly. It's, it's very easy to be happy about how things are going because there's no football to judge it on at the moment. Do you worry that, say, if we are ten games into next season, we're you know lurking around the mid table and we're not really setting it alight? Although it's very easy to say at the moment, well, we do need patience. When we're losing games, it's tough to kind of step back and go, yeah, patience is needed. Do you worry that fans might turn if things don't go well straight away? Possibly. Uh, I think it's unlikely because I think the club have set out their stall. I think mm. short of Daniel Farker going losing um, you know, eight games in a row or something and, it, and yeah. it really doesn't work and then you think... that I think that's the thing with having a head coach, isn't it? Yeah. That they're slightly more dispensable. You can almost hit restart. You've got the squad there. You find a better man to, to work with it. So I think there'll be that enough patience there. Um, like you say, if, if, if you're pushing for the playoffs then that's going to be sort of seen as a good season I can't see them getting to March and thinking do we make a change just to give us that extra mm-hmm. despite all the financial implications of not going up again next year yeah I mean a, a bit, bit of news I haven't written down on here but it's just popped to my head the coaches new coaches coming in Christian Fluffman <laughs> Chris Domagala I'm it? not going to try and pronounce uh, it and then Frankie <clears throat> McAvoy stayed on and, and Dean Kiley as well that's interesting I'm, uh, yeah I was going to say what do you make of that I mean uh, uh, to be totally transparent with the viewers, I've heard many, many different things about Frankie. Some people have said he's a job's worth. Some people have said he's fantastic at his job. It just shows that he must have a great relationship with the players. And you know what? If, if, if that's what's, what's going on, then great. Because I do feel that we do need to keep someone in a coaching position that's been with the players prior yeah. to, if that makes sense. But... Yeah, it's going to be a roller coaster, and Daniel Farkas bringing in in his men, and it's it's really exciting. I'm honestly, I'm so excited, and I don't see the point in even being sceptical about it at the moment. Mm. What is the point? Let's go into the season with some momentum, some like a wall of noise, and let's smash it. Yeah, let's let's stick on on Frankie McAvoy because it seemed like his relationship with Alex Neal was was second to none. Are you surprised that he didn't go with Alex Neal? I am, yeah. I expected mm. that he'd follow him out the door. But Me I think, too. Chris, you're bang on there, that if he survived in that role, they must, and I know Stuart Webber, mm. talked to the likes of Wes and Russell Martin about you know things behind the scenes. Yeah. If those guys are happy for Frankie to, to stay, and for all I've heard is that he's a very, very nice bloke. Mm. Um, you know, he was always, um, it was either him or Alan Irvin that always, were always in the dugout for the under-23s alongside okay. Dimitri Hileko and, then, and yeah. then Matt Gill later on. So I think that showed a fair bit of integrity on both of their parts. And if they were, if there was anything there that the players didn't like, he'd have been oh, gone. I agree with because that. Because he wouldn't have been a big payoff. Um, oh, but true. he's a clean nice guy. And his son plays football locally as well, doesn't he? Declan. who play, He played for Kings Inn and oh, played for Yarmouth. Yeah, I'm fairly sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I, I mean, I hope it works out, don't get me wrong. But at the moment, I think it sniffs of Mike Phelan a little bit possibly what could happen is if Alex Neal lands a role with another championship team in my opinion he'd be stupid to stay in my opinion because I think he's got a better relationship with Alex I think Daniel Farker could quite easily after half season go who are you chump I've got some German tactical genius that I'm putting off to have here do you know what I mean so I don't know I hope it works out with Frankie but for me, I wouldn't. I'd be weighing up that risk and being like, mm, "Not sure about that." There's a financial implication, I think, with Frankie as well. You're talking about a guy who was the head of youth at Hamilton. That's not going to be an especially well-paid job at all. He's probably earning money that he could only have dreamt of at that point. Yeah. Mm. So Frankie will have wanted to stay here. I would have thought. And if yeah. he's enjoying living in Norfolk, then even more so. So, so does everyone. I would have thought the chance of him actually leaving if he wanted to stay. Are probably kind of slim because he would have more likely have taken on an academy role or something like that. Um, funnily enough, today Neil Adams' name has re-emerged, isn't it? Yeah. As well, Jack was wondering where. It's yeah, gone. is Neil Adams still alive? Well, of course he, he is. So I don't understand why you've questioned it the whole time. <laughs> what has Neil Adams been doing for the past season? He's the loan manager. He's looking after all the loanees, making sure they're all. What uh, does a loan okay. manager do? He wraps well, them up in bu- in bubble wrap. <laughs> he kisses he them hospital with Harry Toffolo when he got a um, yeah, concussion. And we need that. Oh, brilliant. Neil Adams is a cracking bloke, mate. No, no I'm sure he is. No, you, don't give me I'm, that. I'm pleased you've been disrespectful to Neil. You really have. Neil, Neil's a really, really nice bloke. I he's think a really nice bloke. It's, um, it's good. I think the club probably said to him, 
look, thank you for taking on the job. Yes. We know it's gone badly. We will get you back into the club at some point, yeah. but you're going to have to go away for a while. <laughs> he had a contract. This loans manager role, he's probably the best paid loans manager in football because that role probably doesn't exist anywhere. <laughs> but he's probably got a good contract for that role. And I would hope and wouldn't think it's beyond the realms that he will be back involved with the academy at some so point. So how, how come his name is, is cropped um, up again? I missed with that. With Ebu Adams going out on loan today, there was quotes from the Swansea yeah. manager, Paul... Hurst, I think was his name, and he mentioned in his quotes, we've been speaking to Neil Adams oh. about Edward Adams, and he's like, ah, he is still there. Neil Adams is still doing his job, lovely. Yeah. Uh, let's stick with uh, an academy graduate, Jacob Murphy, it's been all talk about him this week, of course, ripping up for England under-21s at the European Championship, scored the goal, got an assist, being substituted on in the start of the second half in two games straight, which you don't often see. Let's start, though, with the transfer talk. Um, Dave, I mean, I know you've been following the story. Premier League teams sniffing about, apparently. Scouts out there watching him. Do you see anything in it? Well, the initial reports come from the mirror. So, you know, I, I take that with a slight pinch of salt. Mm-hmm. And what we know about Jacob is that he has got a very active management company. You've only got to look at Rio Ferdinand's tweets, you know, that he <laughs> yeah. has an invested interest yes. in that company. So, um I'm sure people are aware of Jacob, uh, of Jacob. If they're not, then they're not scouting properly. Are yeah. they? If you're if you're a Newcastle who's just gone up to the Premier League and you're not aware of the, the ability that Jacob Murphy's got, then you shouldn't have. You need to change your scouts, don't class, you? Top class. So, um, I the seven million fee that the Mirror Lewis. is ridiculous. Yeah. That's not going to happen. But twelve million. I'm, I'd I'd start to consider it because as well as Jacob did last year and as much talent as he's got, the back end of last year, yeah. his form definitely tailed off. You, you say uh, I do agree with you, but I want to get your opinion on why the seven million won't happen because we we sold Nathan. What was Nathan, what did Redmond go for? Twelve million. That uh, should have been yeah, that 11, should have been twenty million. I think it was eleven up front for for Redmond with so a few add-ons. So. If seven million comes in for Jacob Murphy, I'm not saying it will. I'm not saying it should, but. If a seven million pound bid comes in, that is a lot of money for a championship club. Yeah. Why? Why would we decline? It? Is it these days a lot of money for a championship club, Jack? I'm just ch- I'd, seven yeah, million. I'd challenge that. I, I, th- I honestly think a young English English starlet will be going for way under. But you look 10, at Will Hughes. Minimum. You look at Will Hughes. He went for eight. Well, yeah. Derby and mugs for that, and I think Will Hughes probably had a big, big kind of impact in that decision because I think he's probably thought for a while. Why am I staying at a club that consistently fails and being promoted? Mm. Well, I don't know about Will Hughes' situation, but I, the big difference between this and Redmond is that Redmond had a year left on his contract, didn't he? Jacob re-signed. Mm-hmm. Um, he's contracted until 2021. Yeah. So that obviously adds to that value. Um, and I, I guess it's the potential as well with, with Jacob. When you look mm-hmm. at Jordan Pickford, he's just gone for £18 million up front to Everton, rising to 30 because yeah. Sunderland got him on a new contract in January, yeah, yeah. which is, I think, 2022 it was. Right. So I think that's where, um, when you're literally coming down to, to your, mm-hmm. your brass tacks. So, and, um, the, and the rules about you know having an Englishman in your side, you've got to have a certain amount in the Premier League now, is it? Yep. Three? They're complicated. I don't know, they're, they're, they're varying, but aren't they? Yeah. But, but there is a minimum of number of players that have got to be from Britain or is it England. Anyway, my point of is, a certain age, Jake's worth date. more. But I'll go. I'll probably talk about it more in my my moan of the week. But I, I'll I'll brush upon it now lightly. Yeah. It does infuriate me that people were moaning and groaning about Jacob last season, and now they're saying, well, he's definitely worth fifteen million. And I. I think, I think there's so much. I think the the fans have patronised Jacob Murphy and Josh Murphy massively. I think they deserve a hell of a lot more respect. I think he'd smash it with us next season. I really do. Um, I honestly think he's got more potential than Nathan Redmond. I really do. He's already scored almost as many goals as Nathan Redmond at Norwich, as we spoke about beforehand. I think he'll easily eclipse Nathan's record at Norwich within the first few games of next season top talent why the hell would you sign him I mean I'm just being sort of devil's advocate here but that is a position where Jacob Murphy plays that's hugely hugely populated at Norwich City we've we've got we have got replacements Marley Watkins Marley Watkins he's dominated it Jacob's dominated that position last season he's put his stamp on it he's the man to be beaten why couldn't Marley Watkins come in and and do the same he scored what was it 10 goals at Barnsley last season it's a win-win situation for Norwich really isn't it if you keep Jacob next season you're sorted if you sell him for the right figure 
reinvest it because we all know the club needs a bit of money at the moment. Mm. Then then you're fine. But I think if if he's still here on the first day next season, no one's going to be moaning, are they? Mark Marley will be keeping will be keeping Jacob on his toes, and I think that's only a healthy thing. I think isn't he's it? a very flexible player. He can literally play up front, number ten. Yeah. As if Norwich haven't got enough of them, <laughs> and out wide. So yeah. Tony Andreu, of course, oh, yeah. still do a job. What Excellent. a player! Pre-season, yeah, last season. He loves a pre-season. We will never forget that. He loves performance against Goulston was just. Simply He's got a hat-trick against Peterborough in the uh, checker trade as well. I think you're all forgetting his illustrious performance against Hitchin Town as well. Honestly. Where he's, where he's got a hat-trick. Dream he likes poetry. <laughs> yeah. On. We're all forgetting about Tony Andrade. Oh, I feel sorry for that guy. <laughs> I'm not. I've remembered him just like Neil Adams. He was the compensation payment for Hamilton, wasn't he? Uh, anyway, let's move on. The, the sponsor, the shirt sponsor, has yep. caused far more discussion than it should have done. Correct. Leo Vegas have stepped in. Oh my god, that's outrageous! Um, Coral have unofficially, but not renewed their um, betting partnership, and I don't think they're going to be sponsoring the Barclays Stand next season either. But let's stick with Leo Vegas. There was obviously a kit leak last week, leaked by the club, um, <laughs> pretty much. So can I just I, actually? I can't say that. Continue. Okay. Leo Vegas. <laughs> bothered? Not bothered? Not especially bothered. Um, I don't think it's ideal. Um, I wouldn't choose to have a betting sponsor, but I think. They're certainly not the first club to be doing it. No, um, we already me, have Sky Bet on our on our arms. Exactly. So. I think um, we're all adults. If you're going to bet, you're going to bet. Obviously, there are some vulnerable people, and work needs to be done by these companies. But I think the betting regulations need to come from on top. Yeah. It, the football, you know, in Formula One, you used to see Rothmans and Marlborough mm. all over Formula One cars, but you don't see <laughs> I it anymore. That. Yeah, she um, Scott, you know, if if football league, if it's going to change football teams, it needs to come from the football league, and they say to all clubs, right, no more fresh sponsorship deals with betting clubs. Well, we have already seen them. Was it the championship uh, cut their ties with Ladbrokes? Their their big deal with Ladbrokes, and they're no longer being backed by them. So maybe they are starting to look into things. Of course, Joey Barton as well, and and then things happen. Are you are you too fussed with Leo Vegas? Because a lot of people Not have been saying all. this is the complete wrong message to be to be sending uh, to kids. Look, Norwich are traditionally a family club and I totally get that. And the amount of work we do with the, with the community and the amount of stuff that the football club give back all of the time in that respect, I think kind of covers it in a way. And I think to... I, I actually think it's great that the only thing that Norwich fans have moaned about is the shirt sponsor... <laughs> But Go on, man, about something, Chris. Yeah. Be realistic. Gone are the days that you know you'll have Coleman's mustard on the shirt. Of course, we loved it. Of course, we liked. But even Lotus, like, of course they they're from Norfolk, but they're all they're all Asian companies. It's Proton, wasn't it? With a mm. They're all Asian company. companies, right? So let's just calm the hell down. And by the way, we're in a position where yes, we're financially comfortable now. But as Michael discussed on the previous podcast, if we don't go up next season. We could be in the shit. So, Leo Vegas on board. And we were talking beforehand. The Aviva Community Fund on the front of our shirts. Do you think that we actually wanted that on the front of our shirts? Or do you think no. we wanted Aviva? We wanted Aviva. It was a botched job. And the fact that we've now got Leo Vegas paying probably proper money for it. It's a great thing. Brilliant. It'll probably get us, you know, we'll sign another player with it. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Because if, if you get a, a local company on board, Green Farm Coffee or something You're like that, it. people are well, going to be going, aren't they? well, we're not getting enough money. Sorry, have you tried a Green Farm Coffee coffee, by the way? No. Is it as good as Galway Roast? No, it's 100% better. Honestly, they are the one. The Galway Roast story was a, was a sad one. Wasn't that it? was a weird one. I love <laughs> the fact that they've now removed the shadowing off the <laughs> south stand now. Yeah. You'll notice that everyone, when you turn up for your first game next I, season. I think you'd probably just hit the nail on the head there Jack, with the finances. If we knew how much this sponsorship deal was worth, which things like that don't seem to get mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. revealed in football anymore, then people might be a bit more um, soft on it. But you think about Norwich used to have Fosters yeah. across it. You know, Kids used to be walking yeah. around with yeah, exactly. a beer on their chest. So you know, I think it's it's not something to get too hell up, really. blown way out of proportion because everything else has been great. I think, again, it's the transition. It's people going, actually, there's not really much to moan about. <laughs> what am I going to do with myself? <laughs> it's true, isn't it? We'll soon find something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've had our little moan about Leo Vegas, or the, the Norwich City fans have been having their moan. Let's move on to something that might ca- cause a few more moans. The, the Johnny House and to Leeds debate has once again come up. Are we really um, still talking about this, Jack? Well, we we haven't spoken to, to David about about um, about Johnny House and, and sort of the initial stories, and they moved on, didn't they? And now they're back to the leads. Do you see him moving on or not? 
Yeah, I, from but what? Don't start on these thorns, by the way. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you. Um, let's, from... see if, let's see if he sticks up for his employers' stories. That's <laughs> what I want to know. Oh, well, I, I think that's. I, I think the information we've got is bang on because um, I've heard it from a different source, very close to the player. These are good, by the way. Thank you. Um, for everyone listening, we're now tucking into shortcake bites. Millionaire shortcake bites. Continue, David. Sorry. I think the big thing with Johnny is that his daughter is of school age and that they want to get back to Yorkshire and that he wants to have his daughter into school and settled for that. I think he does want to go home or somewhere close, somewhere like Burnley. If you could get Burnley for seven million, something like that, six, seven million, I think that's great all, all, all round. Because as much as Johnny House is great and he scored that banger against Forrest... Mm. I don't think he's great every week. I think he's a 7 out of 10 most weeks. He's not very often an 8 or a 9. So as long as you get at his age, if you can get 7 or 8 million, then fine. Mm. But selling him to Leeds for 4 or yeah. 5 million, no. not so much. Does Johnny Howson want to move up north or does Norwich City want to get him off the wage bill? Cool. Straight in with the biggie. I love it. Well, I think he's making use of the circumstances, isn't he? He knows that the club needs to get wages um, off the... Uh, um, down, he signed as a Premier League player. He is going to be on good wages. He's probably not the highest earner at the club. Um, yeah, I think he's probably taking advantage of that situation a little bit. But I think it's a similar one with Graham Dorans. He wants to go back to Scotland. I can understand that. But but you can. I think with I think with villain. Well, we I think you two are villainising House in there. I think he's been a cracking player. He's been the most yes. consistent. Well, the season's ended, Jack, so I'm going to talk in past tense. OK, go on. He is a cracking player for Norwich. If you start him in your team, you know, all right, maybe sometimes he'll drop from an, from an 8 or 9 to a 7, but that's a hell of a lot better than a 5 or a 4, which, some of the, which most of the players were doing last season. I'm not sure I've seen a 9 performance from Johnny in five and a half seasons. Oh... I'm afraid. David, you maybe are, an eight, maybe you're an eight. the reason why this article's gone out, aren't you? You just hate Johnny House. I actually did all that Paddy's source was me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I must say, though, I think I will stick it into House in a wee bit then. What I will say is, if you want, why would you want to move your kids from Norfolk to Leeds? Oh, dear. <laughs> well, it's it's true, does go out it? Well, he's, he's already offended the whole of Leeds. So yeah. No, I've said to Leeds, to no, 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 I've said to Leeds before, I think they're a massive club, I think they're bigger than us, I respect them, I don't hate Leeds, <coughs> I really don't, I love the traditions, uh, it's a shame that, it's, it's a shame um, that they've been bought over by, you know, all of this, this massive hoodie-voodie around that. But but why would you Norfolk Norfolk is the best place to live in the UK. I think, why would you move your kids from the safest place in the UK to Leeds? I mean, he's a proper norther, isn't he? But I've seen a lot of comments on my Facebook page whenever we've discussed about players wanting to move back to home. The same with Graham Dorans. Is there any value in that? I think that's sometimes over, you know, a bit. People make not with make, Norwich with other teams, yes, but not with Norwich. I just can't see a player who's earning. However much he is, a lot of money in a nice house. He could go; his kids could go to whatever school they wanted the to. Fans in the fans like Houston. The yeah. fans don't like. Do you see any? Look, he's, if, if he's here for the next three seasons, he can move back up north. I don't. I just don't think. I think that's almost an excuse. David wants him out. David's. <laughs> David's. Yeah. I'll, I'll be very happy if, if Johnny's still here at the start of Will the season. Okay. He's a consistent performer. He's a good bloke. He could captain the team, but. I just don't think that's interesting. I don't think you're going to win the league with Johnny House and in your team. Really, I think you need somebody who is. You know, you look at Bradley Johnson that season. He did play at nine sometimes. He also played at five mm-hmm. sometimes. But yeah. you need people who are. You know, Darren Huckabee. He could play at ten. Sometimes, I know what you mean. I, I can agree. I know. I know we're getting at here. What you're saying is, in my opinion, House sometimes lacks the spark. Are you saying that? Yeah, to a certain extent. I just think we had that spark. Johnson had that spark. I well, can yeah. understand where you're going with what that. What is that spark from a midfielder? Because we saw a lot of great goals from Hampson last season. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I think it's system. The system as well has never really suited Johnny. He's your, if you've got a traditional 4-4-2 where you've got two, um, uh, two central midfielders as the sort of pistons in your midfield, um, that suits Johnny, doesn't he? Getting yeah. back and forward. But he doesn't quite suit the 10. He doesn't really suit an anchor role. So under Alex Neal, it's always been 4-2-3-1. I don't think that's ever really suited him. He got played out 
you know, right and left under Alex Neal at times, didn't didn't he? So, you know, there also comes a time when you maybe just fancy a change of scenery. You know, you you say, yeah, yeah. why leave Norfolk? But we're Norfolk boys. We've got our roots here. His roots and his family are there. If if he's missing them and he feels he'll be happier they're there, then that's where you get your drive from. I know he likes his fishing, but there's, there's (laughs) there's more ponds in Norfolk than there are in Leeds. So... When you've got the money that footballers have, I, I, I guess the geography the hell, yeah. is, is kind cares? of irrelevant because you can build your two million pound house where you want, can't you? And have that luxury lifestyle that you want. You can move it with you. I well, think Housen, uh, the last how many since he's been here, how many times has he been in the top three players, the player of the season? Well, he was second last season, and he won it the year before. Yeah, and the, the year before that, probably, probably we'll just we'll just guess because none, none of us yeah, know. I can't Probably third or fourth. Yeah, it would have been up. Maybe fifth, right? But he's up there. I think all of this press is far too harsh from Mr. Freeze and Paddy. Interesting. Let's move on. <laughs> Benny Ashley Seal. Now, this is a, a strange one. I know you, you were doing this story as well. He is apparently off to Leicester. Now, Benny Ashley Seal, I know you watched the youth a hell of a lot last season. I didn't mm. watch them as much as I have done in previous seasons. But Benny Ashley Seal has always struck me as a, a naturally gifted striker. He just hasn't quite got that Carlton Morris build about him. He's a bit lightweight. He's a kind of quite lanky, isn't yeah, he? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a strange one, this, isn't it? Because he's obviously not going to get in straight into the Leicester squad. He's not no, going to get straight definitely. into our squad. So what do you make of it? Well, uh, the immediate link that I made was that the uh, man <clears> at <throat> Leicester's academy now is Dimitri Hileko, who was the under-23s boss at Norwich until mm. March, April. So, oh. um, you know, he is head of technical <coughs> scouting or one of these horrible titles that the um, Category 1 status academies have to have. And uh, I presume that he's flagged up that this guy's got a big ability. I, d- I didn't realise that he was with Arsenal uh, as a youngster before the story okay. that was in the mail at the weekend. But it it smells a little bit like there must be an agent involved, I would have thought, um, even at that young age. Mm. But from what I've seen of Benny, I, I like him. Yeah. I think last year he was a bit harshly treated in that particularly once Carlton Morris had gone out, he was basically the only striker and they flogged him a bit. He scored two goals in three games, something like that, for the under-23s. Really? So not good figures at all. And I think in that 4-2-3-1 formation that you play, when you've got you know a Josh Murphy and a James Madison behind you, they can have all the fun and you yeah. basically are the workhorse, yeah. aren't you? And I think he got a little bit... He, but by the end of the season, he looked a bit fed up with it, to be honest, yeah. because I don't think mm. that's really what he grew up doing he was probably used to having having Mobile. a partner so if you yeah. went in the FA Youth Cup team which I, I saw both the last two seasons he looks a slightly different player when him and Todd Cantwell were linking up he looked a lot freer a lot more like he was able to express the ability he yeah. had but you know he's an 18 year old guy he's clearly still got potential so if the club lose him you would you know they're going to battle for some kind of compensation I would have thought where's, where's Todd Cantwell in terms of progression because I've not seen I've not he seen had a few there. injury problems I spoke to Richard Money about him back into last season he he, he, had, he keeps having these little spurts doesn't he where he mm. comes to the forefront and everyone's like oh yeah, Todd Cantwell see the potential yeah yeah oh, he's, he's outrageous well, he's at, last at, at yeah. one point wasn't he yeah he's got a big contract here Richard Money said that he that Todd was hoping he could have pushed towards the fringes of the first team last season okay that was probably that was obviously um, clashing with James Madison a bit mm, when, yeah. once he was back at the club. I mean, you are, there's no way Todd's getting near it this year because Madison's not certain to get near the first team, is he? So Todd, oh, Todd needs a good loan move. I mean, the the one for Ebu today, League One with Shrewsbury, that's bang on. If you yeah. get something <clears throat> League One, League Two for Todd yeah. for a full season, um, you know, look at the effect it's had on Jacob Murphy and Josh. Murphy. I think it's great all the loans going on. I think it's brilliant. It's I fun to keep an eye on them as well. It's great. Right? It's mm. brilliant. I mean, I was gonna throw this question in last but as we're already here loads of Norwich fans are like play the youth play the youth play the youth you're a man who watches the youth probably more than anyone what players do you think have the best chance of maybe not this season coming up but within the next couple of really kicking on and becoming first team regulars Todd would definitely be up there because he's got huge ability. Um, one that I know everyone likes to look of is Glenn Middleton. Mm. I mean I love Glenn. Hux is working hard on him and even at the, even at the age he is he's only 17 when you're at Carrow Road and even though there's maybe a thousand people or something there, he gets the ball and you hear a little bit of do. little bit of buzz, you don't do. you? Because he's he's very direct. He goes for goes for the um, touchline and he looks to get the ball in. I, I mean, that. he's he's really got something about him. He seems to have a good attitude. I like Mitchie Fite as well. Yeah. It's good on him for he's going out to Iceland. Been, yeah, I, I love that loan move. It was so random. Yeah, it was. I, think I loved it. It was. I think it had something to do with <laughs> August Hlaiensen, who they signed in January, didn't they? It was uh, okay. that club. <clears throat> so I presume that it was maybe just. 
a relationship builder yeah. almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to have stood me to in good stead because he is, like you say, he's physically, mm. he has got all the attributes. It's Great place to go and relax your muscles in the, in the volcanic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bubbles. I don't know if he'll, he'll have been training for Pelt over the summer. I presume that he maybe would have had a bit of um, <coughs> sort of half tilt at training to, because he needs a break as well, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he scored a few goals for him out there, didn't he? Uh, he's definitely scored one. I haven't, to be honest, I haven't looked at how he's done the last couple of weeks. I want to see I want to see Michi in there. I, I think he's just a beast. Yeah, I, I think he'd be an animal. Now, the goalkeeper situation is an interesting one because obviously Angus has come in. Declan Rowe. Have we discussed Declan Rowe going? I think we did. Probably. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll skip over that. That was early last week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think we did discuss it. Um, so Deck's gone. I think probably McGovern is off. Would you agree? Uh, certainly if the club get uh, um, an offer that they're happy yeah. which won't necessarily be a lot of money I'd have thought maybe a quarter of a million or Cut something like that yeah, I think I, from what I've heard um, they're not that worried about keeping him yeah. but likewise I don't think he's going to be a you know Probably. disruptive influence so if you start the season with I him agree with that. it's not going to be so you, your sort of top three at the moment looks like Angus Gunn Remy Matthews Paul Jones probably is like a mentor. Yeah. The, the other man coming through, sticking with the youth, is Aston Oxborough. Um, obviously, the, the keepers in the last 10 years have been very good, haven't, haven't they? The, the so, Norwich City goalkeeper factory keeps churning, yeah. keep churning them out. I mean, Aston's he played at an international level and stuff. Do you Have you seen him? What do you make of him? I've only seen bits and pieces of him. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's a big lad for his size, isn't he? He looks like he could well be a, another one, but... You know, you had Marcus Bichon not long ago, who I also yeah. think was an England youth international, yeah. and he's now playing in non-league. So, you know, it's it's difficult for a keeper. Um, mm. I like the look of Paul Jones, to be fair. When I've when yeah. I've seen him play, he's been quite. Never, never thought I'd hear that. Yeah, he's goodness he, me. He, he um, I worked out at one point. I haven't got the stats in front of me, but he played seven games for the under 23s and kept five clean sheets. I wanted to write this like down. That. Yeah, Dave Freezer. What's the date today? Paul Jones. <laughs> I, it, I like the look of him. I've, I've put it in the paper actually. I've, I've, got, I've gone on record already. I did like well, a scouting report good. thing at the end of last season, and I did something on Remy in Saturday's paper actually. Yeah, about, yeah I, I did that. a Q and A with a Hamilton fan who um, just to ask because we don't. Remy's a weird one. He's 23. He's mm. a Norfolk boy. I don't even remember seeing him play. I mean, he's he's been here for ages. I saw that photo you put on your article of him was it against Kings Lynn, yeah, and that season cut. seemed to be the one where he really came to the forefront in terms of academy football. And then since then, he's been drifted in and out, hasn't he? And yeah, had to Doncaster, went to Burton. It's a tough place to be a keeper. Now, Hamilton fans love him. Turn them out. Hamilton fans love yeah. him. Why wouldn't they? I was. It was it, great it, for them, he said that, that that guy in that article said that. Uh, he was indispensable for them at the early start of last season. So if that's Scottish Premiership, for struggling Scottish Premiership side as well, you know, he did concede six at Rangers as well, but he saved we'll three saved three penalties in a penalty shootout, mm-hmm. saved all the penalties. So, you know, he's obviously got something about him. And, you know, who would you rather have if, if Angus Gunn were to, you know, God forbid, get injured early on? Norfolk boy, all what, day. What's more progressive for Norwich City? You play Remy Matthews or you play Michael McGovern, who's 33? Remy, 100%. Say Remy yeah. and see how he gets you on. say Norfolk boy, Yarmouth boy, I'll have you know. Oh. legend. A new fighter played Yarmouth. Well, yeah, he is, but I think Yarmouth kind of. <laughs> Jack's got weird. this weird alliance of Yarmouth. Anytime he can mention Yarmouth, he'll wait I'm for from Yarmouth. Yarmouth like, so I've got, yeah. I've got you're a big Are you you're born in the pageant? Yeah. Oh, is, it Gorsten, is it Gorston or is it Yarmouth? Well, it's Gorston, but. Oh, okay. okay. It's on the border. Oh, okay. It's on the border. Okay. Um, interesting fact Gorston Golf Club yeah. is actually on the Suffolk border. So players from there interesting? play Suffolk County Golf instead of Norfolk County. Anyway, what's next <laughs> on the agenda? Um, moan of the week. This is always Chris's favourite segment. He, I like, know, stop making it last speak. season, David. He was a very optimistic man. Right. It seems like last season just kind of killed him off, and now he's Alex a bit of a has ripped me apart. So, um, <laughs> go on, have a little moan. Uh, no, I just I think I've already had it. I think Jacob, the Jacob Murphy thing has been so frustrating. Why would the club sell <coughs> their most upcoming most potential biggest starlet we've had in years we've finally had a player that has actually dominated a position from the academy we've not really had that in all I mean I've I think how long have I probably 14 seasons I'm on now supporting Norwich and I tell you Jacob is I mean I can obviously Chris Martin came through and that was great I just think Jacob just shows tons of potential and it's and it's exactly what you said about Glenn Middleton. When Jacob Murphy gets the ball, you know something's going to happen. Mm. He'll try and make something happen. And it's been far too long that we've been passing the ball sideways, playing the safe game. And I think Jacob will absolutely thrive under Daniel Fargo. I really do. I want to see both of them in the team as well. That's what we haven't Josh yet seen well. properly. I mean, 
I mean, all joking aside, one on one side, one on the other, switch them up. Let's let's confuse the team. In the youth cup, they, they and and we saw it in um, that league cup game against Crawley. They have got a connection because yeah. they know each well, other's games yeah, so yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And Jacob came on, didn't he? Came off the bench and within you know a, a minute or so. Mm-hmm. Crossed a perfect crossfield ball right into Josh's path, and Josh scored. I've said to Chris multiple times that the only problem when they both, well, just in general, I never, I can never determine who scored which goal. <laughs> it's just yeah. like Murphy yeah. scored. I don't know which one. They all just blend. Yeah, but in. that's great, isn't it? That's great. It's good, and that, this is all part of the, the new identity. Of course, we're, we're building a new identity for the club. Let's get both the Murphys on. I love it. Interesting. Any moans from this week? Any moans? Well, sort of following on from that, I suppose it would be. There seems to be loads of. Uh, websites which have just sprung up this summer which um there's one in particular called football league world which is really annoying me and <laughs> it's got they keep doing headlines where it's like 2.18 million rated striker that norwich should sign and they're just pumping out these stories and somebody i can't remember which website it was but it was Jacob Murphy, which came from the Mirror story, didn't it? And then Newcastle were mm. interested. And then one of the websites said that Newcastle had made a firm offer. Mm. Like, well, that's just making stuff up. Yeah. There's a lot of these clickbaity websites, websites, yeah, websites I mean, they, they've there, been which... around for, for quite a few seasons now. Yeah. Jack. We won't you know, go into it too. Yeah. We won't call anyone out. But so you, can, you have to hit a balance. I mean, if you, you can do it and still be responsible, can't you? And, yeah. and still report on facts. Whereas yes, if you just facts, make things up... Yes, facts. Yeah. It's about making it clear for the reader. I think people are getting... I mean, don't you? I know you're smiling. It is. If you're reading an article online that's clickbait, yeah. it's the whole fake news thing, isn't it? Norwich fans are falling for it. Look out, guys. Um, what's my moan? My moan of the week is people moan about the shirt sponsor. Oh, don't get it. It's just don't get it at all. Isn't it? Um, hype of the week. What are we excited about? I want a specific thing, though. I don't, be, I don't want, like, oh, Norwich. What are we excited uh, about? But Jacob. And then under 21s tomorrow night. Yeah. Oh, against no, Germany. Or yeah. tonight, because this is being uploaded uh, on Tuesday. Tuesday. So, tonight. so <laughs> watch o'clock. this first, and then maybe watch the England game back on the highlights. Yeah. That, that's a great shout. He, he smashed it for England as well. He comes on, he looks class, doesn't he? I think he's looked. Was that, he a sub for Nathan Redmond as well? He, yeah, because mm. I just did Tuesday's EDP back page before I came here, and plug. that's on. Uh, yeah, plug. <laughs> um, Nathan Redmond has got a hamstring strain, and Nathaniel Charlebar has got a gr- uh, thigh strain. Um, so they're both facing late fitness tests. Okay. Mm. So obviously, if Redders is out, then you would have thought Jacob's going to start. But where we don't know. I mean, he's played right back up front on the wing. I love it. I think it's brilliant to have a player. You know, I'm just so excited about that. I think it's great. I think that's great experience for him. That first Definitely. game when he came on at right back, he'll, yeah. he, that was in an important game. Yeah. England under 21s were at that point were losing, yeah. were playing badly. He came on and really injected some spark, just through pure <laughs> desire. I think. Yeah. Whereas, oh, sorry, that was the second game, wasn't mm. it, against Slovakia? The first game, I think he looked like Jacob at the end of last season. He looked. He started off brightly. Second half, he yeah. looked tired. I, I th- we need to keep playing football though he's still in his development I, yeah. I, again I think that is quite harsh to say well he tailed off at the end of last season I agree I agree but we need to stop beating up, beating them up we need to cuddle them we need more Neil Adams in it wasn't his, I don't think it was his fault I think no. he was overplayed definitely, definitely but Alex Neil kept talking about it as well like, yeah. oh, we can't flog these boys they're young <laughs> boys we've got to take them in at the right time then he played Jacob consistently the whole time yeah true so it's not Jacob's fault. So effectively, so. it's not Jacob's fault. He's he's given again. He's probably one of his strongest traits is his desire, and in the end, he wanted it so much. But he's you know he's just not ready for it, yeah. is he? But what are, you, are you are you just excited about Jacob as well? I mean, I can say all of the normal stuff. I'm, I I quite enjoyed seeing Pinto and Ibiza. Um, <laughs> yeah, I liked seeing. That. I liked seeing. You you, know, no, you didn't. You weren't out there at the same time. You just saw it on Snapchat or whatever it was. I just, I just, I love Ibiza and I love Pinto, so I thought it was a great. Call. My, my thing I'm, I'm absolutely loving is that Alex Tete went on holiday to Longley. Did you see that? <laughs> what, the safari park? Yeah, the safari park. Nice. So everyone was going abroad. I think Oliveira has been on holiday for six weeks straight. Yeah, Jerome and Pinto were together. Tete took his car to Longley, went through the safari. Why not? Love in life. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I love it. I think they need to get on the broads more, to be fair. I think all the players could do with a bit of broads action. Yeah, the broads a nice place, isn't it? Wonderful. Lovely place. One of the wonders of the world. One of the wonders of <laughs> The wonders of Norfolk, yeah. Um, right, let's get through these Twitter questions and Snapchat questions. Come on, Jack. So Come many on, players, uh, so many players, so many people saying, what player would you like to sign? Now, obviously, we haven't asked David. 
we've discussed this tons and we can't really pinpoint anyone. Anyone that you stand out for you? It's difficult to predict, isn't it, at the moment, because of the change in budget, because of the Adiemi? we know uh, yeah, I'd I'd take Adiemi on a free, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be expecting him to be starting week yeah. in, week out. No. He'd have to earn his, his place here, but <coughs> it looks more likely that he's going to whip switch from what I hear. Ooh. Sources. Um, well I couldn't possibly <laughs> but um yeah, I mean, ideally, I think Mark Roberts at <coughs> Barnsley would be a really good signing. That is their best centre back, uh, left sided centre back. Um, mm. Someone to compete with closer, but I can't see Barnsley selling any more of their crown jewels. Yeah, not to us as well. Sure, not, yeah, bit, yeah. I, I don't think they'll be interested in that, and it would then get towards the sort of realms of money that Norwich aren't dealing in. Yeah. In an ideal world, but uh, British on Belonga. Would be a really good signing, Steve really good signing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Good. But uh, he's is he at, too he's similar to Jerome, to... though? Possibly. No, I, th- I, th- I think he's uh, more of a poacher, isn't he, than Jerome? I love it. I've um, I've wanted a simple longer for the last two seasons. I think he'd be brilliant for us. Yeah. Um, I think he's got that same work rate as as Jerome. I still think that Jerome up top in a, in a two with 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 Nelson and Oliveira will tear the league apart anyway. I, I'm confident of that. I am. I think you know you need a Gary Hooper type now. <laughs> Ironically, uh, you need someone who's just that little bit different to, to Jerome and Oliveira. Hooper was lazy though. He was, but Gary Hooper finished chances. I, I mean, know. I know more yeah, than anyone. I've seen the guy for the majority of my career. He mm. he. If you give him a chance, he, he will, will finish him. More I'd agree with that. But a summer longer, I should. You know, they they can't afford him. That's not going to happen mm. this summer. He signed a big deal. I think it was last summer when Norwich were chasing him, yeah. wasn't it? So that in an ideal world would be the sort of player that I'd want to sign. But you need to find that mm. sort of player from League Two or something. I suppose the. He was the guy at Oxford, Kamar Roof, was oh, it? Oh, went to Leeds. Um, went to Leeds, yeah. yeah, someone like that. It's tough, isn't it? Because there's, unless you're wanting to spend £15 million on a player, you can't really pinpoint someone. And it's all, was it, was it you or Michael who'd done the five players who should sign? That was Paddy, like, yeah. Or Paddy. The, the German options. Yeah, yeah. it's almost yeah. like I'm, them I'm with Paddy. I'm with Paddy. I want to see, I want to see more players from abroad. Mm. I think we need to try something different. I think the bonus of bringing players from abroad is... I, I mean, we've got a great have an record, e- record with strikers. They'll have the, no, we're not signing strikers. <laughs> they'll have Ricky, an extra edge. Champions League bound Ricky. Oh, <laughs> God, no, I, I think I think they. You, you can only listen to you know Z- Zimmerman's interview. How you know they really respect the English game for some strange reason because it's much better in Germany. But anyway, we won't say that to Chris. Um, I'd like to see more of that. I think they want it more. I think they're big. I think they've been. I think they've been taught very well, and I think. I think they'll gel really well together as well. Seems to be tactically over there. That I heard a good piece of Steve McLaren on Five Live where he was talking a good about piece from the, Steve um, McLaren. I know. Well, what <laughs> he, he said was good. It was all about. <laughs> Did he foreign, go in a Dutch um, accent? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was talking about his time in in Holland and Germany. He was saying that the kids come through and tactically they're so aware compared to kids here. Mm. And he says that they do. That he said they do this thing in in Holland where uh, like under tens level. One of the kids will be told to take the, the like last fifteen minutes of the session. We like you run this, and we want you to decide the tactics. So they have an understanding, this. and they come through, and they're just so much more tactically aware than mm. than English players are. But the coaching in our country, mm. they've invested a lot of money. I, I do think we'll see it. But to come full circle on that. Steve McLaren and Harry Redknapp were the managers on that, and they sounded like absolute dinosaurs. <laughs> and McLaren sounded like everything that happened to, that was good for him in Holland and Germany was done by the coaches and the players. Yeah. So, having your Farkas, your Webbers, your Yakanoviches, mm. Yapstam, the job he did at Reading last year was Look really, at Huddersfield, really good. they boxed clever. They weren't bullies. They weren't bullies. They weren't Leeds United. They boxed clever. They smashed us. They played us off the park. They played football. And that's what's going to happen next season at Norwich. We have to learn from them. We learned from Arsene Wenger in this country to a certain extent. Mm. Now young British coaches have got to learn from these types of guys yeah. who are tactically astute. Right, Matt Gregory is coming in with the question that everyone wants to know, David. Who is better, Michael Bailey or Paddy Davitt? Oh! <laughs> better at what? Killer question. You decide. Better at what? Hmm, I'll, I'll say break, football break. skills yeah, because I played football with them. Okay. Uh, I'd give Michael just the edge, although he obviously, as you can imagine, is a bit of a fancy Dan. Uh, whereas Paddy, Paddy, you know, he likes to uh, likes to work hard, likes to put his foot in. I reckon, yeah, yeah, you're not going to get past Paddy easily. <laughs> but Bailey's a kind of Wes wannabe, isn't he? I yeah. reckon he's wearing his Ricky Van Wall School Wall Springfield sporting Lisbon shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Typical. He is a hipster, isn't he? He's a good boy. We, we do love Michael Bailey, don't we? 
Paddy, I can imagine Paddy just absolutely two-footing someone. Just like, <laughs> honestly, just leaving them on the floor. No nonsense. That's how we do it in Coventry. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's got the best tea-making skills? Oh, this is a touchy subject. Is it? I was hoping this oh, wasn't coming up. Well, here we go. Michael will be watching just for this. Because go on. There was controversy. What's that? Yeah. He, Michael doesn't make tea very often. Mm. Chris Lakey is a tea hound. He, he has to have, like... Cup of tea every hour, and so really? most of the time, me and Michael are like, No, I haven't finished the last one. And uh, Michael never makes them, but he decided to he'd make a cup of tea. Um, but he made mine way too milky. Oh, and I, when he was gone film, filming mustard, I went and poured it down the sink. Have you told I, him that? Uh, I didn't tell him that, oh, someone else told him that, <laughs> and he found out. And then, uh, yeah, he wasn't best pleased, but mm. we, we kissed and made up. That's good. <laughs> so, you still haven't answered the question who's. Who's got the best? Who's the best at making tea? Oh, Chris Lakey. No, no yeah. doubt. Well, the question was Michael or Paddy. Oh, right. Well, Paddy doesn't drink hot drinks. so Does he not? That's easy. No. Ice through the, that man's veins. <laughs> He's just got water to maintain his uh, body temperature. Well, well, well. Paddy Davitt doesn't drink hot drinks. Interesting. <laughs> um, Aaron Sayer, Chris, I'll, I'll ask you this one because I think um, David's already answered. Would you have had Addy Amy back? This is sparked from the rumours that apparently Ipswich and Norwich are both interested now. I'd have him back to protect him from Ipswich, but if he goes to Ipswich, then sod you, mate, you're off. No interest. Just out of spite? <laughs> yeah, <No>. definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have him at Norwich just so Ipswich couldn't have him, because as you've said, Jack, already, I'm not sure if I agree with you, but you know, you've know you said on a couple of occasions now that Ipswich is going to get relegated next season. 100%. I wouldn't want to see Adi, Adi Amy get relegated with, um, with those people. Mm. I wouldn't blame him to go for going to Ipswich though because he's a Norwich boy and his family are here if he wants to be close back in East Anglia you know and Norwich don't want him it's a dangerous game Fair David enough. it is but if Norwich don't want him and Norwich released him then Norwich can't really moan can they yeah that's fair that's true, fair true. Um, Callow on Snapchat what signing are you most looking forward to watching next season out of the signings we made already because who knows who will come in in the future but Snapchat hey yeah. oh, we're, we're really down the not on the Snapchat gone. I, uh, I haven't ventured that far. No. Vrancic. Uh, Vrancic. Uh, maybe being a little bit forgotten about, I suppose, because he was in amongst some more high-profile signings. But, um, you know, this is a guy who was playing in the Bundesliga and getting yeah. um, some good reviews at times yeah. in a struggling team. So, he's a, you know, he's a Bosnian <coughs> international. Yeah. So that means he's playing with people like Edin Dzeko and um, uh, yeah. Miralem Prep. Pranich? Yeah. yeah, yeah the, Pranich. The, the hipster's dream. The, the, yeah, the, there you go. I'm the, sure uh, Bailey's a fan. <laughs> big time, yeah. He's uh, got a poster on his desk. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'd, I'm, he sounds technically good. He sounds like he could... He's kind of gone under the radar a little bit a as well, hasn't he? Yeah. I like that. I think he's got this... I think he might be... He might have the same impact as Pinto. Or you'd like to think that anyway. He looks like he could have the same impact as Pinto. My, his name's Mario. So. Yeah, that is true. My, um, the way I see Mario's on. career starting, he won't be started in the first game against Fulham. It's then the Carabao Cup against Swindon. Now, I think Alex Tete's first ever goal came against Doncaster in the Capital One Cup. Yeah. Mario Branchich is going well to come onto the scene with a hat-trick against Swindon <laughs> and then go on to become our player of the season next year. That is a prediction. Okay. I really, I, you know what? I hope he's a bit of a bully. I yeah. kind of hope that. I don't think he is. I think he's quite technical, really? quite <sighs> slight. I you think he's very Dorrance. But actually, no, we've got Oliveira up front doing that, haven't we? Yeah. Anyway, so sorry, my answer to that is Angus Gunn. I cannot wait to see him in between the sticks. There's so, mu- it's so much more than the fact that he's an upcoming player. It's the fact that there's so much history. Such there's so story. much on the line. There's. Yeah, his story. I mean, I, I won't say this to Angus, but there is so much on the line. Like, there's yeah. pressure. Like, he's got his dad's, you know, and I think he will. I think he, he knows probably. That. Yeah, yeah and I, he, I think he could be better than his old man quite easily. I mean, if he doesn't head the crossbar. Hey, 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 hey. I'll, I'll say that to I'll say that to Brian. He'd be happy with that. I, Brian I, would I'm, love I'm, that. I'm sure he would. <laughs> he would absolutely love it. Gunny is the nicest guy you'll ever meet. I know, I know. Uh, I, look. I just think the Norwich fans will really want it for Angus, and there is going to be such a special oomph about that situation next season. Mm. When will I, that buy Angus... him? Will that buy him a bit of patience, though? Because Definitely. you know he is a young keeper; he's not made senior appearances yet. I think it will. I think it will. We've said we've discussed this before, and we think that now Angus is here, the tide will will, will, will change because it's been. We've probably been a bit harsh on keepers, I think, in the last few... I think, obviously, because Ruddy was just here for longer, so that naturally happens. You start to get more frustrated. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But, look, I I would love it if, first game of the season, we concede a sloppy penalty. Sounds backwards. 
but then Angus saves it. I will literally, honestly, tears of pride. <laughs> Gen- no, genuinely, I just, I can't wait. I can't wait for it. I'm, I'm buzzing to see Angus, but I'm most looking forward to seeing Zimmerman. Because oh, okay. any man who appreciates the slide tackle <laughs> is a good man in my book. I read it to like that quote, David Powell's. Yeah. He's ha- a big centre-back, plays for Newsman Celtic, our uh, <laughs> Sunday league team. <clears throat> I, think the, I think the slide tackle is an, is an underappreciated trait in modern football. He says he's got a passion for defending. There's not many people who have passion for defending. This this could work well then. So he's going to make a few bad decisions. Angus is going to make a few penalty saves. So it's going to be good in all, in all rounds. Mm. I think you get the feeling nowadays a lot of defenders are almost taught not to tackle. Don't go they? down. Yeah, like yeah. Martin Olsen. Never, ever tackle. No. I used to drive me up the wall because you compare him to someone like Adam Drury. It's a completely different play. Yeah. He was a winger playing at left back. Don't even start with Martin Olsen. Let's move on, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think also the green keepers need to buy into the Zimmerman. Signing, and I'll tell you why. They need to water the pitch more than they did last season. Okay. Because if you're going to slide tackle, you're going to do it properly. I want to be seeing 30 yard slide tackles. Mm, you want to see Sol Campbell? <laughs> yeah. Don't you? No, I want to see. Have you seen that video of Sol yeah. Campbell at Wembley? The never ending slide tackle. No, yeah. I want to see that every single game from Zimmerman. I love that. My Snapchat's just gone off. Let's go. Oh, this is a this is an interesting one, Scott. If you had if you had to sign one play from Ipswich. Who would it be? No, yeah, no, oh, wow. no. No, you've got to sign. No, no. Uh, what's, what's, what's on the line if I don't? Because I'd rather right. do. I'd rather do a lot of things than sign a player from. If Ipswich. you don't have to sign a player from Ipswich, you have to go and watch Ipswich for a whole season. <laughs> Honestly, oh gosh, that's bad. I've got. Uh, it's easy for me. Yeah. The keeper, Bielikowski. Yeah. He was their player of the season last year. So you're knocking if, Angus out. If if you hadn't signed Angus, yeah. If you could have signed him on a free in a perfect karmic universe to get payback for Andy Marshall, that would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of get that vibe. But yeah, I certainly wouldn't go kind there of, for you. If you watched Ipswich for a season, you could almost be like the the spy and plan for the, their their big glory game and make sure that you're ahead of it. So I, for did me, that I'd, last year didn't they? For, so for me, I'd rather watch Ipswich. <laughs> I wouldn't sign Ipswich. I've got player. a cracking story about an Ipswich season ticket holder. So one of my good mates is a, is a season ticket holder. For some reason, he's renewed at Ipswich. At Ipswich. Sorry, he's your good mate. He's a, he's a, yeah, he's a good friend. We don't speak on, on match day. But, I was going to say. Jesus. So he, I, I can't recall where he sits, but obviously it's fairly empty. There's a lot of empty seats. Of course, around. yeah. So he's got two people behind him, and there was a spare seat in between them. Now they used to sit together. They were now sitting apart with one seat in between. So they put their feet up? <laughs> no, so they've left it a couple of weeks before asking. So my mate's turned around he's gone, what's that seat for? Ten minutes into the game, they pull the seat down and they are using that seat to play cards on. They have, <laughs> no! Because they've done special seat tickets that only cost £10 a game. They went half to buy that seat to use it as a card <laughs> table. That is how bad it's got at Ipswich. That is a sad story. I've it's, got an admission to make on the Ipswich front though. I lived with an Ipswich fan for two years. Ooh. Oh, you poor son. At uni. He now works for Radio Suffolk. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Are you all right? It was, it was difficult. It was difficult. <laughs> There's a YouTube video Did somewhere. Did you okay, yeah? Yeah. I'm just about shaking it off. We're yeah. still on speaking terms, but he is an annoying twat, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, it's also also clear to say you did live with him. You don't currently I live did live with him. him, and I did go to a game behind enemy lines at Portman Road. It was the first ever published thing I had in the Pinken when I was at uni. Um, and it was the game when Luke Chadwick scored, put Norwich 1 0 up, and I had to just sort of zip my coat up a oh bit and God. keep quiet. But then Norwich lost 3 1. So. I once went to Portman Road as an away fan with Charlton. <laughs> Random. Oh, no, I think we're really, So my, my mate uh, is a massive Charlton fan. He bought a few tickets. We all went down. Um, first of all, I got ripped off by Greater Anglia somehow. I ended up paying like 40 Well, that's quid just for standard. That's just life, isn't it? We got there. Um, the pie is ridiculously expensive. I watched um, Sonogo up front for Charlton. He was there. <laughs> Boss. Uh, it was a nil-nil, and Charlton got relegated that night. So uh, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the best Tasty. night. I, I, it's quite an interesting discussion point, which would be good for these guys watching and listening as well, is have you had an awkward moment like either a really close friend or a family member that's an Ipswich fan so my one is my official stepdad is a scum fan is he? and so much so that, but I mean I, I honestly if my girlfriend was an Ipswich fan I wouldn't be with her end of end of I'm that what, serious about even it even if she looked like Mila Kunis and, and you know <laughs> as much as I like my stepdad 
I'm sorry, but I've not seen him in a long time. <laughs> um, right. No, he's all right. He's Connor. all right. He's all right. <laughs> Connor uh, says, what is David's earliest Norwich City memory? Ooh, say something romantic. Go on. Well, my <laughs> the first game I ever saw was a nil-nil against Swindon. <laughs> um, and f- I remember Fraser Digby being in goal for some reason. But it, it kind of all ended in tears. Oh, no. Because my dad took me. And I was standing on the chair in the Barclay. Classic. Okay. And so I was like seven or something like that. And then um, there was a chance and everyone sort of stood up. And I went back and then fell through the seat. And then it did that thing where it cuts all oh, your shins. Oh, no. And, but the guy behind quickly sort of got me. Yeah. And, but I cut all the shin, oh. uh, front of my shins. And uh, yeah, so that was a... That uh, is a painful one. I remember standing thing. on the seat in the Barclay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember doing that as but well. Royal Fox was playing that day. And he, was, he was my favourite player. Well, the, the other one that I always remember from being a kid, I can't remember the game, but it was a couple of years later in that, obviously. Adrian Forbes <coughs> went Forbes down the wing, mentioned. knocked the ball around the fullback, and had to go round the linesman in front of the old South Stand as well to get the ball. Oh, like I a better version of Gareth Bale. That was pretty special. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> he also asked, what goal has the most value to you in terms of sentiment, sentiment memory, or mad mm. scenes in your Norwich support career? Well, the one, the one when Jerome Pope to under the Ipswich keeper to book mm. Wembley was, was great, because I was with my dad. Um, oh, you weren't, you weren't working then? No, Chris Lakey very kindly let me have the day off oh, so man. that I could go well um, done, Chris. with my dad. So that, I remember that going that, I just turned to my dad and go, we're going to win. Yeah. But uh, the one that always sticks with me most is Ewan at, at Cardiff at the Millennium yeah. Stadium because that's it, you know, getting into the playoffs, that run was so mm. special. And just that, that moment in extra time, just me and my best mate because we couldn't get seats with our dad. And it was such a good header. And mm. uh, just that moment when that everyone was like, "Oh, is yeah, it golden yeah. goal? Is it not golden goal?" It was it was perfect. And one of the most fun things I've ever done in my job <laughs> was something we did in the early days of Mustard TV um, with Darren Eady and Ewan, where me, Michael, a few others. Oh, you reenacted it, we, didn't we, you? We yeah, I remember the goal, seeing that. Yeah, and yeah. I got to cross the ball for Ewan to head the goal and. I was a bit cocky at first. I was like, yeah, I'll swing in the cross of you. <laughs> first one shanked behind the goal, and he was like, "Oh yeah." Second time, absolutely nailed it, and he oh, banged it perfect. in the bottom corner. And I was like, "That was the coolest thing that's ever happened to me." Yeah, <laughs> of course. On day of recording, it's Ewan's birthday as well. So happy yeah, birthday to you! I wonder what Ewan got to his, for his birthday. Probably some beard oil from Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> he loves going to Esquire in Norwich. So impressive. I mean, you've got to keep your beard nice, and they certainly do that. I well. reckon he probably got some new running trainers. I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. You know, we've been running through this series of yeah, um, the top 100 appearances. Yeah. Um, well, I, I spoke to you in the other week, and we thought, there's no point just going over everything that's happened in Ewan's career again. So what's he up to nowadays, really? And he uh, he had been playing for Kringleford Vets with Hux and mm. Mark Gill and stuff, but he said that he's given up. He's he's hung up his boots, he? and he's going to do run Norwich in, a, in mm. as I am in what six weeks time, as long as my hamstring uh, holds together. Paul and, and uh, runs as well. Yeah. They all run. Yeah, Hux, Hux does like ten k a day or something, doesn't he? Hux is a is an animal, though, isn't he? I think that is all of the questions. Now, thanks to our sponsors, FreeTreats.co.uk. Oh, actually, we've got a question from FreeTreats.co.uk. Who would win really? in a battle? A between, question from the sponsor between a Milka chocolate bar and a Milky bar. Had a milker? Have you not? Have you not? Yeah. Oh, milk is impressive. Hang on, sorry. What was the question again? Who would win in a battle between a milker chocolate bar and a milky bar? So we've got to pretend these chocolate bars are like people. Yeah, like transformer chocolate bars. Yeah. Mm. I think the milky bar is going to win. I think it's an underdog. Nah. He's got a solid inside, hasn't he? I don't, I don't know. He's got he's got something about got him. A bit of bite about him. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, I can't answer that question. I'm sorry, free treats. As much as I love you. Anyway, we've got to pick a question of the week because free treats give away a give prize. Give it to free treats. Exactly, <laughs> no, can't do that. We'll give a prize to the question of the week. So, can you remember any of the questions? Uh, the the tea. The tea. The tea. The real The tea's good. Who was that? Was, uh, that was. Yeah. Ma- Michael's going to be on me tomorrow. About S- that. Simple, but very, very, very effective. I did enjoy listening <laughs> yeah, to that. Actually. Hung me out to dry. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Go on, Jack. I will find. I will find who asked that question. I'll, I'll watch this back. Anyway, whoever asked the tea question. Congrats. Congratulations. What if they won? Because you can get like crisps, coffee, crisps, coffee, cash, chocolate, cash, cash. yeah, cash, cash. How much cash? We can't disclose that. <laughs> right. Bag for the cash. Bag, yeah, bag for the right. cash. But the crisps, you get a box of forty. 
I didn't know cash, cash was involved here. Nice. Yeah, cash is involved. Are you all right with that? Because that's technically, you know, money, and I don't want to offend anyone. You know, the whole betting thing at Norwich at the moment. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on, Dave. Thanks yeah, for yeah, cheers. You're the um, last one of the Archant lot. Thank God. <laughs> Are there any no, more? <laughs> Chris Lakey could come on and talk about his tea addiction. Paddy. Paddy. Could we get? Uh, Paddy? You know what? I honestly don't think Paddy would even look at us. I think he'd <laughs> literally just be like that, staring at the screen all the time, like just. No, if Paddy, because obviously we, we do like to treat our guests with some food. What is Paddy's favourite snack? He likes he likes grapes. He likes to <laughs> he likes to snack on grapes. <laughs> pa- Paddy is a lovely bloke. You uh, did not expect that. I think uh, I'll likes, put in a good word for you. See, he likes, yeah, he likes grapes. See what you can do. Yeah, see, he looks after himself, that man. I imagined him yeah. as kind of like a cup of tea, Yorkshire. No, not tea. cup of tea. Don't do hot drinks. No. Oh yeah, establishes. Do yeah, exactly. Corn beef sandwich. I was actually going to say a corn. I don't I know why. You, I bet you, like in his spare time, he just loves a corn beef sandwich. Yeah. Isn't he? He's that kind of guy. Corn He's beef. a sophisticated guy. His girlfriend was the political editor of the EDP. So, oh wow, he, he they were the posh and becks of the EDP newsroom. So, well, 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 exclusive. There yeah, I'll put in a good word. I'll put in a good word. We'll for see you. if we can get Paddy on it. <laughs> anyway, thanks very much for watching. Thanks to our sponsors, FreeTreats.co.uk. Go and sign up to them down in the uh, description below and you can win all of this lovely stuff. You could be eating like us. How much cash do you win? Seriously, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'll tell you after. Okay. Um, yeah, thanks very much for watching. Hit subscribe, hit like, and we'll see you next week for another podcast.